So being when you arrive in a new place, kind of being quite vocal about what you're about and what you're doing. So if you say, okay, I'm a student, I'm in a really, I'm part of a student network, but I'm actually looking to get in touch with local businesses. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. And we are back. It's Mandy and Christine, and we're here for the fourth episode, the last one of the lessons from a multi-potentialite Mandy. And we already had three amazing episodes. I hope you were listening to them. They were about dealing with the unknown, how to work in interdisciplinary teams, and the power of pivoting. And all of this in your student in your personal and in your business life when you're starting your own business. Today, we're talking a bit more about being on the road because you might study away from your family. You might even study abroad. Um, you might start your business in another country. You might travel a lot. And uh, it might be that you're not home for a long time. Right, Mandy, I think you haven't been home for a long time um, before you returned for this uh, coronavirus situation. But how long have you been on the road, let's say? Uh, six years. <laughs> six years. <laughs> six years. It's uh, quite a long time. But yes, uh, even for me, I, I mean, I was in the UK. I, I lived there for 10 years. Uh, I lived in one, two, three, four different places in the UK, but uh, now I'm more, let's say, even more flexible and live here, there and everywhere. But I'll talk about this a bit later. Tell us a bit more about you, Mandy, and maybe give already some tips how people can stay in contact with their family, friends, what it's like to be on the road. Maybe there's sometimes some uh, loneliness coming up, maybe not. How we can we look into maybe the local networks that we have around us and, and build a supportive network wherever we are? Yeah, I think a lot of um, the lockdown, you know, we're doing this podcast currently in the midst of the global pandemic, coronavirus pandemic. And a lot of what we've had to learn to do now, I guess, is what I've had to learn to do over the last six years, staying in touch with people who you want to be close to, but can't be close to. Um, so yeah, video calling, we're very lucky to have this technology that we can use quite cheaply now. But yeah, I moved out of home seven years ago actually for university like christy said it's quite common in the uk to go to a different town or city for studies and during that time i also went to live in japan for a year as part of my studies so that was really that was completely away that was a whole experience within itself i came back to finish my studies i stayed in my university town to work part of that work was with christine at the university in the enterprise department and then i moved to wales to join a tech incubator there so there's been a lot of moves there's a lot of shifting around and like you said it takes um it yeah you have to be quite resilient to know that you're constantly facing these changes so i think for some people it's easy you go away and you study and maybe you return to your hometown but i was kind of i didn't choose to do that i chose to just continue doing different things and if there's anything that i can say is just trying to create a routine as you go because at the beginning you won't have one because you're doing it for the first time is each time you move you're going to find yourself at a different place mentally you're going to have different priorities 
moving for studies is quite easy because I found that I arrived at university, there were lots of other students and everybody is looking to make friends. However, when I moved back to my university town for work, activating a network, meeting new people, that was a little bit different. So I had to go about that in different ways. Again, living in Japan, where the language, the culture, a lot of things are very different. I'd never been to Japan before. Um, but that was a really great year in terms of kind of my entrepreneurial journey because I started doing things such as hackathons. I was meeting up in like kind of like expat entrepreneur networks and that increased my knowledge about entrepreneurship and meeting kind of someone who's American, started a business in Japan, somebody who was from Bulgaria and was working as a digital nomad and part of their work had brought them to Japan. So that broadened my perspective. And we spoke in the first episode about using everything you you do as a learning opportunity. So I really went into Japan with my spidey senses on and thought, okay, I'm just going to learn as much as I can. And, you know, I, I guess I put that energy out there, but I was constantly asking people questions. How did you end up in Japan? What do you like? What has your work been up until this point? And there you continue to learn. And that kind of started inspiring me a little bit and it's cheesy, but yeah, it, it did open up my, it broadened my horizons and started making me think a little bit more creative, creatively about the life that I want for myself and what any future business that I could have. I thought oh, I don't have to start a business in the UK. I could start one in Japan. I could start one while traveling. I could start one in a completely different country if that is something that I felt um, matched my appetite, really. So that's a bit of an overview and a couple of lessons there. Yes, and I, I can... Uh really resonate with that because obviously also me, I, I moved to a different country uh, for the UK. I wanted to move for a year. I ended up staying for 10, <laughs> like a lot of people do. But uh, every time you're changing the environment um, and if it's more drastic as in you moving to Japan, for example, for a year, you have to also think about all kind of other things and admin stuff that you really have to do because um, there might be I mean when I came to the UK I, I didn't know okay how does it work here with insurances how does it and I did my research before and it's not like I went there and then we'll see what happens but I didn't know for example uh, it was so difficult to open up a bank account because I had a job uh, fairly quickly after I moved because I moved without having a job. I, I sold my car in Germany and I thought, okay, with this money, I can survive in a shared house in London uh, in an apparently not so nice area, but I found it uh, completely fine. <laughs> um, and I can survive three months without... Sometimes it's actually better to go in a bit ignorant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I didn't know and I ended up there and like, what, you live there? And I was like, Oh, it's lovely everyone is nice yes there's a lot of <laughs> polish supermarkets and yeah because i didn't have a social life back then because i didn't knew anyone for the first two weeks i i, I didn't go out at night and see anything bad or something so uh, i was a bit ignorant to that and I, I was completely fine in that environment and it was for three months anyway only because that's the deadline i set myself and say okay with this money from selling my car i can survive three months without a job if it doesn't work out, I just go back to Germany. If it works out, okay, then fine. Uh, after the three months, I'll find an apartment and so on. And that's what I did. But I, I didn't know it was so difficult to get a bank account as a foreigner because, and also you need to get a social security number and you um, need to go through all that admin. That was really 
exhausting and I didn't enjoy that, I have to say. Um, but you forget about that as well once you're in that country and you really enjoy that. I guess if you're a student and you go abroad for a year, that's a bit different because things are going to be taken care of by your universities with guidelines and this is what you need to do. Um, there's still admin to do, but maybe not as much. But if you are, and you mentioned the term digital nomad, so that means you can work really from anywhere and you're basically working remotely. Maybe I classify myself as a digital nomad that has a base <laughs> because with the European Startup Association, the aim is, and coronavirus um, changed that a bit for this year, but the aim is to live in a different country for seven, eight months every year. And that is also why I then moved from England to Sweden. And I completely forgot about all the admin that comes with that. <laughs> <laughs> and what you do uh, and what you don't have to do and I had to rethink everything I'm doing for my business as well because I was having my company in the UK also Brexit happened um, and I knew okay it, it's probably not a good idea if I don't live in the UK to have my company in the UK so I had to rethink everything and where do I set up my company now and knowing that I'm going to be around in different countries and always on the road for a while at least uh, think about how I can uh, create a lifestyle that's flexible enough with um, all the admin that comes with it as well and I found a way but th these are things you have to think about and yes uh, not seeing family and friends all the time maybe can be difficult but especially as a student if we're talking about you the study years there's so many ways you can get involved in activities and Mandy can probably um, elaborate on that a bit more, but it's, you have societies, um, you have challenges, you can go to the career center, you can go to the business school, depending on where the enterprise department sits within your university to ask what kind of um, support they offer and what kind of activities they offer. Because a lot of times there's so much going on at the university um, and there's too much going on that it might be difficult for you to actually find the right thing for you, but not overdoing things, but finding um, people that, uh, that you enjoy being with and societies that help you to live your passion can really help. And then there's obviously all the professional networks that are around in every country and you can sign up to um, websites like Eventbrite or Meetup or uh, other communities that you can be part of that are maybe European-wide that can help you to meet people wherever you are and to start building up your network. But Mandy, maybe you, there's some more stuff you can talk about uh, regarding also doing your student life and how you can tap into different uh, networks because I know you've been part of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can echo with what you're saying, like finding people who have similar interests to you and finding out where those events are, you know, there's Eventbrite, there's Meetup, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of those kind of things where you can really kind of, you know, make the most of and university, like I said, business schools or whichever department you're studying in, they'll normally have events as well. And then finding stuff outside of your environment of study is also quite cool because it just broadens your network a little bit further. As I mentioned in Japan, it was the first time I went to a hackathon because a girl who lived in my dorm was like, oh, I'm volunteering at this event. You can come if you she didn't even invite me actually i invited my i was like oh can i come and she was like yeah sure why not? <laughs> yeah, but this is how you you sometimes have to create the opportunities because people yeah. don't think about it too much and they just tell you about it and you think oh how can i be part of this this sounds interesting yeah 
Absolutely. And the more that I find myself having conversations with people around, oh, I'm really into entrepreneurship, or I'm really into social enterprise, or I'm really into technology, then somebody would be like, oh, I don't know, I met somebody and they kind of do this thing. Maybe you should like check them out on, the, on Twitter or something. And then you'd go on their Twitter and that person's hosting an event. So being when you arrive in a new place, kind of being quite vocal about what you're about and what you're doing. So if you say, okay, I'm a student, I'm in a really... I'm part of a student network, but I'm actually looking to get in touch with local businesses. Or you can say, I'm a student from X country and I'd love to meet other people from that country in this country. Or you might actually not want to meet people from your country when you've moved abroad because you want to immerse yourself in that place. So I think being quite vocal and then somebody, somebody you know, somebody you meet will be like, oh, I heard about this thing. And I remember you mentioned a thing that was quite similar. Maybe you should check it out and um those things will happen so having done a few of those hackathons and then people would kind of who i met at those hackathons would be like, oh there's another similar event in case you're interested and that kind of got me into places that i probably wouldn't have gotten into had i not invited myself to that first initial meeting and i've been quite vocal about oh i'm here i'm in japan i'm here for a year but i'm just really keen to explore while i'm here how the entrepreneurial ecosystem works and um network with as many people as possible and those kind of been those have been relationships i've maintained actually over the last five years um which is fantastic uh, some yeah. some people are not extroverts, but they're more introverts, and they really have difficulties to talk to other people and open up and and go into all these activities. Um, but when you want to start your own business and when you go into a different country, you probably already think like, okay, this is something that will challenge me, and you're up for the challenge, and you really have to get a bit out of your comfort zone, like they say, and. Um, you, there's different techniques that you can use, and but just try in your own way to make things work and find the right groups for you, the right people where you feel more comfortable, even though you are not 100% comfortable, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I think it is, I, I agree with you that um, it's about finding the places that you want to be in. Like, so the hackathon space was great because there's some people who come, they're very technical. They can be in front of their computers and code all night. Some people come with more marketing and a curious mindset. And again, it goes back working in interdisciplinary teams, working in diverse teams, and just appreciating that everybody's got something amazing to bring to the table. I think the last thing I would say, I guess, about quote unquote being on the road is that I think we're all on a journey. And if, yeah, coronavirus has taught us so many things. So if you've never lived abroad, if you've never moved away, and now you find yourself suddenly having to be away from people that you know and love and are used to, think about some of the things that you're doing during this time to stay in touch, whether it's video calls, whether it's making a recipe together, whether it's sending memes or gifts. Um, those things will be what help to help you maintain those relationships whilst you're away. And it can be really scary to take the leap to move but i will say like you, for most people you can always go back to where you are um i'm now back home after six years and it's yeah it's great actually and before, when i think when i was on the road i was like Woo, next adventure next adventure next adventure i absolutely yeah. loved it but it's actually really good to be able to come back recuperate um and think about what that next move post coronavirus mm-hmm. will be um in the comfort of my home Yes, and that uh, comes back to seeing the positive maybe of uh, situations like that because 
obviously yeah. being in this situation that we're all in at the moment is uh, not great, but we can make use of this and see it as an opportunity and maybe see, okay, I'm back home now. I wanted to go on my next adventure. However, it's also feels quite nice at the moment and to reconnect maybe with family and friends that are around there. Yeah. Pivoting, but coronavirus—the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. biggest of, of the decade for has everyone been... on this whole planet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, I think that was it that we wanted to say for today. I don't know if there's any final words you wanted to say because it's the last episode. Um, I will put the links into the episodes of everything. I will put links um, to your LinkedIn if that's okay so that people could connect. Yeah, LinkedIn and Twitter is fine as well. I don't mind connecting with people on Twitter. Yeah, perfect. So we put those links in if you want to connect with Mandy. And... uh, maybe then uh, whenever she's somewhere in the world or whenever you are somewhere in the world where she is, uh, feel free to connect because it's all about uh, connecting and finding new inspiration and learn from each other. I really want to, I I thank you on every episode, but I think it's a really amazing series that we did to kick off this podcast. So I really appreciate, and I said really a lot, but (laughs) it's that way. Um, I've, appreciate that you took the time and shared your knowledge and experience and uh it's it's always great to talk to you thank you very very much right thank you for creating this space um christine i'm always learning from you as well and i hope for anybody that is listening that you feel motivated inspired entrepreneurship it's a journey um and it some you can still be on that journey whilst you're figuring things out whilst you might not actively have a business up and running you can still be on your entrepreneurial journey and i hope that you know you keep pushing, you keep striving for the things that you're passionate about and creating those things. I think that's what entrepreneurship is, creating the things we want to see more of in the world. Yes. And that's what makes me really happy to work around entrepreneurs and to one day start my own business is to create the things that I don't see enough of. And having friends like you, Christine, and other friends in our network continues to inspire me. And I hope that anybody's listening to this feels inspired to keep pushing to keep going and like christine said yeah let's connect on linkedin or twitter so that if we end up in the same part of the world we can continue we can network we can um yeah connect with each other thank you for listening and i hope you enjoy the rest of the episodes because christine's going to bring some really great content for you thank you very much bye bye cheers now bye bye That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.